And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. We'll have the Garth Glissman and Mitch Sherman interview posted up on the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Download, subscribe, tell a buddy about Hale Varsity Radio, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel as well. We welcome in the pride of Ord. And we say hi to Andy Markowski. Talk some hoops this time of year. Andy, thanks for giving us a few minutes. Uh, how you doing? Appreciate you jumping in. I'm uh, doing great, Smitty, and uh, happy to be on. Appreciate you. We are uh, we're here at Pius, uh, getting ready for the A6 final tonight. Uh, Pius boys hosting uh, Omaha Central. We'll get to your thoughts on girls' state here in just a moment. But Nebraska uh, and Fred and company at 20 wins. And Andy, I always want to start off with Husker hoops. You were part of some really awesome teams. You were two-time captain for the Big Red, and your take on on. The, the corner Nebraska has turned right now. Uh, how good are you feeling about Nebraska postseason-wise here as they get closer to March? Yeah, certainly, um, you know, they, they've done a, a lot and certainly have done enough up to this point to, to have played themselves kind of off of the, the proverbial uh, bubble. Um, you know, there's still some, some opportunities to, you know, hopefully win and improve their, their seed, but there's also opportunities to, to maybe stub your toe and and, and creep back, uh, you know, into that last few teams and, and the bubble going into the conference tournament. But they, you know, they seem to be playing their best basketball. They're they're really defending. Um, you know, I think their versatility is is showing. Where different players have have had really good games, you know, down the stretch here, and, and that's a good sign when you're defending, rebounding, and having multiple players playing their best basketball. Andy Markowski with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Andy, you look at the last three for Nebraska. All three seem winnable. Ohio State on the road. They've had a bump after firing their coach Holtman, uh, getting the interim in there. So maybe Husker fans worry about that. But simply put, Nebraska's had an easier finish to their schedule than a lot of teams in the Big Ten. And I'm going towards Northwestern and, and Wisconsin, the two teams ahead of Nebraska currently in the Big Ten conference standings, the two teams that currently have a double bye. How important would a double by be for Nebraska when you look at the finish to this season? Is that something Husker fans should be watching for, or, or is that not something you're worrying about as you look ahead to a potential NCAA tournament berth? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of factors that, that go into play. You know, certainly if, if, if you have the expectations to go in, into Minneapolis to, to win uh, the, the postseason tournament, I think a double by is, is huge, right, in terms of, of, of getting that extra uh, day of rest. Um, you know, teams like Nebraska that, that maybe are on the bubble, you know, sometimes it's not all bad to, to, to pick up one more win, depending on how these last three games play out. You know, we might need, you know, kind of another win against an okay, uh, you know, net team to to improve your overall uh, one-loss total. Um, but I think if you get yourself into the top four, um, you know, right now Nebraska just needs to make sure the committee doesn't have a reason to not take them. And, you know, if you finish in the top four of, of, of the Power Five league and, and, and a league like the Big Ten, you know, I think that pretty much cements yourself as, a, as an NCAA tournament team. So, you know, I, I, I don't think it's the end of the world if we get fifth and, you know, end up having to play the, the, the 12th team and, and hopefully be able to, to pick up one more win. Uh, but yet that also opens the door for maybe a, another bad loss. So finishing strong here and, and, you know, owning the tiebreakers against uh, Northwestern could be key in, in sneaking into that fourth spot. 
Andy Markowski is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And Andy, over the last four games, which have all been wins by 15 or more for the first time in over a century, who's impressed you the most on this roster? Well, you know, I was asked this the other day. Um, you know, I, I think Bryce Williams is, is, is probably their, their best player if you, you know, had to, to say, hey, which, which one would you want to build a team around just because of his versatility, right? They've, they've moved him from more of a small forward to a point guard position, which has allowed them to play a little bit bigger, which, you know, I think their run is, is, is partly due to, to that change. You know, Lawrence is, is playing well off the bench, and that doesn't happen unless you have the confidence that Williams can, can go play the point. You know, obviously on the road um, at Indiana, you know, had a huge pull-up jump shot uh, when it got cut to four and then made a huge block late in that game. Um, but, you know, I think Ring Mass is terrific. Uh, you know, Gary obviously is – proven that he's one of the tougher, more versatile kids in the league. And, and Tominaga was a preseason, you know, first-team all-league kid, which which can, you know, get, get, get his offense going. So, you know, they, uh, their balance is what makes them great. Their versatility, I think, makes them hard to defend and, and scout. Um, but I think Williams has really come in and, and did a lot, does a lot that maybe goes unnoticed as well, being able to handle the ball at 6-7. But also his uh, defense rebounding is an 89% shooter. Uh, there's a lot of things to, to like about Bryce. Andy, are you past your concern with this team that the wheels can fall off to end the season? Is that still in the back of your mind? Where are you at in terms of the Husker PTSD, everything falling apart, Nebraska missing the tourney? Well, I, I think if you follow this program as, as much as our <laughs> fan base have and been a part of it in the 90s, I don't think you're ever ever confident until you, you, know, you see your name called on Selection Sunday. But they, they, they appear to be playing – you know, good basketball, uh, as you mentioned, the schedule certainly, you know, sets up, um, you know, to, to, to teams that, you know, I, I think we can, if we play well, we can win. Uh, but the league is tough. You know, going on the road has been a challenge for this team. Two out of three are on the road. And, and Rutgers, I think, you know, um, you know, athletically really, really bothered us uh, the first time we played them. So, you know, it's not out of the question that, that we could win all three. Um, but but to, to that point, you know, it's, you could lose all three as well, which would really put you back in that bubble and, and, and puts that postseason Big Ten tournament uh, where you probably need to go, you know, into Minneapolis and win a game. Andy Markowski's with us. Andy, get a shift to the women, and they're projected to be in the, the dance as well and right now in the top four for the Big Ten tournament. Tell me a little bit about, about uh, this team's momentum and what, what you think is, is their best asset right now as they head into one more regular season game on the road in Champaign and then they get set for, for postseason. Yeah, they, they had a similar schedule as the men. I, I thought their last four were, were, were very gettable. Um, you know, they've won three of those. Their toughest one is, is next at Illinois on Sunday. They'll have a week off where Illinois uh, you know, has Iowa um, and then Michigan State and they'd have to turn around and play us on Sunday. So, so that, that sets up you know, well to, to maybe be able to go on the road and, and, and win and control your fate of, of being a top four seed. Um, you know, the, the, the freshman Nisley and, and Potts, I, I think are really, you know, both are, are now starting. Potts has started all year, but Nisley's moved to the starting lineup in the last three weeks and, and has done a really good job of spreading the floor, making shots, which, you know, I think is protecting, you know, Lexus a little bit and, and taking the pressure off of, of Jazz Shelley as well. So, you know, they're, they're, they're playing well. Um, you know, they're going to be either the four or the five. The five is, you know, potentially Michigan State, which isn't very deep. So if you can get that double by and then, you know, play a Michigan State team that really only plays six or seven kids, 
you know, having already played a game the day before, you you know, you you hope that's another, you know, top 25 net win, and then you end up getting Ohio State again, which is not a great matchup for them. I, I think their length and, and pressing um, is, is, is probably the one team that Nebraska does not match up to, but that would be in the semis of, of, of the Big Ten tournament if you get to that spot. You know, I, I think they would secure themselves as at least an eight seed. It would be nice to see if them, you know, they can play themselves off the eight line into the seven or the six, but in order to do that, I think you'd need to win two more here, um, you know, with the last week of the season. And the importance of being a seven or a six is that you wouldn't have to face a one seed in the second round, yeah? Yeah, I think there's a huge drop-off right now between the ones and the twos. Um, I really think there's a huge gap between the twos and the threes even. So, you know, if you could get to that six line and and play a three. But to your point, you know, a Stanford, a South Carolina, uh, UConn, which, you know, I think will end up being – one seeds, you know, having to play them at home um, as the eight nine seed is, is a is a tough ask. So, you know, trying to get yourself to the seven or the six line, you know, gets you away from from the teams that are going into that tournament to win a national title. Eddie Markowski with his Andy. You've seen a lot of basketball, uh, men's and women's Nebraska, and of course an assistant with Coach Pesota here at Pius the Tenth and. Uh, a thought here on, on girls Class A, a state tournament tips off. We look forward to see you, seeing you on NET. Uh, amazing coverage with you and, and Larry Putney, as always. And interested to, to get your your outlook here. Uh, Millard West, just one loss this season. Uh, and, of course, you've got the Lincoln and Omaha flavor here, uh, filling out all eight spots. Uh, Eddie, I don't want to ask for a prediction, but just – uh, thoughts and uh, kind of feel going into this state 2024 tournament. Yeah, I, I think class A is, is, is fairly open. It's it's been you know balanced all year from from two to eight. Um, you know, I think the districts spoke to that just the, the the level of competitiveness in those district games. You know, Millard West on on papers is probably the favorite, and they certainly you know only having one loss to out of state competition. Um, you know, they're really the only team in the last. Uh, I don't know, 15 years to have two, you know, projected high major players on the same roster. Uh, you know, with the Gesser twins, uh, they've been offered by you know, Iowa State, Nebraska. You know, certainly a lot of of, of schools um, around the Midwest. So, you know, having having two uh, high major kids on on the same roster that have length and versatility will be a challenge. But it would surprise me to. To, to see an upset, and you know, there's a, a lot of good teams that are are playing their best basketball in the A field, and you know, unfortunately for for Pius, we will not be participating, but look forward to, to following it and and seeing uh, you know which Class A team can put three good games together. It's Andy Markowski with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at Pius the tenth, ahead of the district final between Omaha Central and Pius. And, and Andy, you spent a lot of time in this gym. I, during a commercial break in the first hour, went down and attempted to test my dunking skills, touched the rim. To save my pride, can you confirm that rims here are, in fact, set to 11 feet? Yeah, they, they are a little high. We, we do keep it high. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad if you're not able to dunk. Uh, but they'll, they'll lower them back to 10 foot. They, they really try to keep the riffraff from hanging on to the rim <laughs> pregame, so I apologize for that. But they'll, they'll move them back to 10, and uh, the game will be played. And look forward to uh, – I'm, I'm heading that direction. Oh, good. So look forward good. to a great – great game against uh Pius against uh former uh Nebraska and, and, and Bruce Jubbick still follow Bruce and talk to Bruce so happy to, to you know see him having success with uh with Central just so you know Andy Elijah is 6'4 
we didn't have to include that. My pride's already been hurt. That's pathetic. <laughs> hey, I, I, I am I am five nine, so it is what it is. Eddie, we'll see you when you get here. Always thanks uh, for your time and insight as always, bud. All right, thanks, guys. There he is, Andy Markowski, with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Elijah, uh, I'll take it back. I've never touched room in my life. Once. How Once. tall are you, Connor? I'm six foot. Okay. Yeah, I'm the uh, the short dude of the group, and I can't jump. I wheeze. I don't run. It's it is what it is. Yeah, I'll never forget the one time. It was at the Northeast YMCA. I touched the rim. Yeah. 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 Eight foot. Ten. Ten. <laughs> Did you? Well, I, I sure hope it was ten at least, or else. <laughs> They kind of ruined my day. They, they knocked that thing down to nine and a half for you. Uh, get uh, more of your birthday wishes in uh, for Connor Clark. Elijah Herbal here courtside with me. Chris Schmidt, uh, Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager.